Hello, and welcome to the Stop Devaluation Podcast. I'm your host and founder of the Stop Devaluation Movement, Melody Hilton. The heart of this movement is to see the value in all of humanity and live courageous lifestyles of using our power for good instead of harm. We can affect change by choosing validation over judgment. And I hope you'll take your place and make a positive impact in this world. Often we have grown up in a culture or a family of origin that has thought, believed, and functioned in ways that were repeating the way it has always been. We then find ourselves following the culture of former generations, whether it's good or bad, healthy or unhealthy. Often our parents may have simply replicated what they experienced. Some cultures propagate beliefs that places a higher value upon a son and less value upon a daughter. Some cultures require all women to be subservient to all men, or one race superior to another, or rich superior to poor, or the degreed superior to the laborer. Some believe because of their experiential reality that a title, position, or platform gives them a right to take what they want at another's expense. Some have suffered the abuse of power so they have fought for their right to dominate over the weaker. These things create lies about one's value, worth, or importance. When a person cannot see the treasure that they hold, they can become their own worst enemy. I know, that was me. It was a part of my internal dialogue. You see, when we cannot see our intrinsic value as a human being, we begin to believe that the only way to obtain value is through our accomplishments, our titles, or our position. You and I can begin to model a new way of living, loving, and leading. In today's episode, we will hear the power of a mentor's investment into a valuable life that shifted mindsets that were there for generations. Hi, welcome to the Stop Devaluation Movement. And it's my honor today to interview Sheila Katusime. Did I uh, pronounce that right, Sheila? It was, it was perfect. Oh, Katusime. And yes. Sheila, you're originally from Uganda, but have lived yes. in Canada and now in the United States. Yes. Oh, I'm so, so honored to interview you today. Thank you. Thank you, Melody. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so honored. Thank you. You are so welcome. And as you are aware, and our audience is aware of the Stop Devaluation Movement, we recognize that every human being has experienced situations or circumstances in their life, even uh, incidences of injustice and abuse of power, different things like that that have caused them to feel like they're not valuable or they're not good enough or to yes. believe lies about themselves. So yes. I would be so honored if you could share some of the things in your life that had caused you to feel that way. So um, again, I'm so honored to be here, Melody. Um, you know, I'm so passionate about, uh, you know, the 
any any subject material on on value and imparting value into other people because um my story uh equates to just suffering uh to understand over over a very long period of time um having to suffer and nobody ever helping me to understand what what it actually means to have value and so when i when i started on that journey for myself um of understanding what what was it within me or what is it within me that is actually valuable um i discovered that there was so much within me that that had that had never been imparted into me and so what 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 one of the two things that fundamentally uh or foundationally affected my my value or the the way or the lens with which I saw who I was or who I am um was the relationship I had with my biological father so my biological father is great he was a great provider a great father he just didn't know and didn't understand um what it looked like and and what it it foundationally meant um for me uh he validated and so growing up um i felt like i had to work so hard just just to get his attention um just even uh being in a cultural setting where uh boys were 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 validated um more than girls were you know as a girl i felt like i had to prove myself so much more um than the boys it just seemed like when boys were born or when boys were growing up into men it just seemed like the pedestal for them was much higher than the girls the girls had to work so much harder in school to to prove that they had value they had to uh have a certain number of degrees uh, just to show that they were valuable women in society and so that that set me back um in understanding my value and the treasure that is within me it set me back and so the, and so those were two inst- very fundamental instances my relationship with my father where he didn't know how to validate me and and because of that I had to prove myself so much more just to get his attention and then number 2 was the cultural setting um didn't favor uh, uh a system of validation for girls in general so so that is what affected me um melody and and it it affected me for almost 30 years of my life i literally i literally suffered from understanding who i was well one thing i love how you have shared this is when you talked about the situation with your father that you recognized yes. he never experienced that he didn't have the ability yes. to value yes. probably because of the cultural setting but maybe exactly. he he never experienced that validation for his own life so he didn't know how to give it to you That's right to be honest I I did hold it against him because I felt cheated <laughs> but then as I as I matured as I as I matured melody I understood no he he actually loved me so much this is not anything that he could have meant to do it was just the way the culture was set up Well let me ask you a question um was there ever an individual that saw your value and saw your worth that it began to shift how you began to believe about yourself yes 
about 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 six years ago, um, I had a mentor uh, who was my pastor at the time, and he one day looked at me square in the face, uh, just as I was on this journey of trying to understand who I was and what it was within me or, or just understanding why I felt like I, I was worthless. He looked at me square in the face and challenged me and said, why do you not see what I see? Wow. What is it that is blocking you from seeing what I'm seeing? And it was just a question and he was so straightforward and he challenged me. He, he didn't threaten me in any way. It just challenged me for the very first time, and I was about thirty-two years. This is about I was about thirty-two years old. And so, are you I, telling I, so, me that for your whole life you couldn't see your value, you couldn't see your worth? I and could just not. six years ago, at thirty-two yes. years old, was yes. the first time someone. Was the first time. Wow. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And. I, I I I literally don't know how to thank him because nobody had ever attempted to do that, you know, and nobody had ever quite seen what he saw, you know. And at the time, Melody, I was going through I was going through so much. I was going through some um, some uh, financial financial setbacks. I was I was I was just so confused about life. And so usually in the in the, in that type of external setting where things are not quite as they should be, people don't usually see value in you, you know? Mm-hmm. But he squarely looked at me in the middle of my mess and he said, Why do you not see what I see? And I, I mean I pondered on that for weeks. I thought, what on earth does he see? Because I don't see anything. So in the middle of your mess is when he saw your worth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Powerful. Absolutely. Powerful melody. I mean, I mean it literally that for me was the shift. I think it's very interesting that here was a man and an authority yes. figure. What yes. your father wasn't able to do for you, a, right. a man who was in authority was able to make investment into you. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That, so tell me, um, what are you doing or how are you facing your life now that you've begun to see your value and your worth? How are you generating value in those around you? All right, so so Melody, thank you. That's a that's a powerful question. Um, after this uh, mentor challenged me, was I began to uh, I I got on a path to discovering what it is the treasure within me that this man actually. So because I was convinced that there was something because of the way that he said it wow. and the circumstances that surrounded what he said, I was then convinced that there must be something. I mean, I was almost 90% convinced. I don't know what it is, but it's there. And so I, I, I set myself on this journey to discover what it was. And I wasn't going to settle. I wasn't going to settle just to be in a job, just to pay the bills. I refused to do that. I said, I have to find what it is that he saw and so much more. Wow. And so... 
um, I, 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 I happened to uh, get a job as a teacher in uh, inner city Detroit. And what happened for me was, as a teacher, I had never taught before. I had always been in the banking industry uh, with an economics degree, and I had never taught before. But I got this opportunity because they happened to be hiring teachers, and I was new in the city, and so I got the job. And so what this job did for me was it began to uncover mm. the treasure that this man saw. Mm. I did not have, Melody, I did not have any training as a teacher, but I began to mentor inner city students, inner city youth. Wow. And so I began, what this man saw began to uncover week by week, day by day. And I thought, oh my God, this is what he saw. So what he saw was this amazing contribution on the inside of you that you could impact a young generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it so has transformed my life, Melody. So not only um, did I discover what was on the inside, my ability to teach and mentor young people Uh and connect with them and transform their futures, um, now I have I've, I've, I've left Detroit. I, I I went to Africa and did that, and now I'm in the Metro DC area doing the exact same thing. I have such a heart and a passion to see young people go from a place of um, underprivileged and 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 being overlooked to a place of transformation where not only are they able to, you know, to just be quote-unquote average where they get a job and pay the bills, but are able to be transformation agents themselves in their communities. Think about this. In the midst of your mess, someone saw your value. And now you, in the midst of someone else's mess, you see their value and their potential. And when they start believing what you as an authority figure are speaking into their life, it can start them on a journey to discover their hidden treasure, their contribution to the world. Boy, talk about paying it forward. Oh, man. I'm I'm loving it, Melody. I'm I'm just loving my life right now. That is so beautiful. And this all began in you just six years ago. And now you're impacting a generation. Yes, 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 (laughs) ma'am. Do you have a story you would like to tell me about an individual that you invested in where you saw it impact their life powerfully for good? Yes, I'm going to talk about a a, a four-year-old preschooler. This a particular girl, uh, usually, usually as teachers, we would go um, and do home visits right before the students came into class because that would be the, the very first time in a classroom setting. So we had to know exactly where these students were coming from in the inner city in Detroit. And so um, me and a core teacher went to this this uh, young girl's uh, preschooler's house and, and we saw that you know that she she was coming from a very deprived place. Uh, I remember when we entered the house. You know the house had a, a you know a nasty smell. The house was not clean. Things were all over the place. Or so they, they were sleeping on um, 
the, the mattresses were on the floor in the living room. Oh, I mean, it, I, I mean, talk about chaos and disorder oh. for, for, for the sake of just privacy. I'll just call her Carol, you know. But Carol, Carol sat there and, and just looked at us and, and just sort of in, in a state of confusion, wondered what, like, what, what we were doing. And she had the idea that she was going to come to school about two weeks later, but she was, she was not engaged at all, you know. And so, again, about two weeks later, she comes into class, and man, she came with an attitude. Aww. She came. She was so violent. I mean, her, her her methodology for play was literally grabbing any sharp object, you know, whether it be like a plastic little fork, and try to and try to um, stab, you know, like 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 one of the other students in the class. Wow. That was her idea of play or, or, or handcuffing, handcuffing everybody and saying, you're going to jail, you're going to jail. You know, that was her idea of play. Can you imagine this melody? I mean, and it was a four year old. Yes, a four year old. I know. I so struck. I thought, how on earth is this supposed to be play? You know, but then again, it it really paid off to understand where these where, the, where these children were coming from, and so I understood the neighborhood where she came from and the family setting. That this is this is what she saw. This is all she knew. She didn't know any different. Wow. And so I remember, but I remember she was such a leader, Melody. I remember seeing such leadership such a leadership acumen within her. And I thought, if she's able to influence an entire class of about 22 four-year-olds to become rowdy, like literally the entire class on the playground, in class, going to the, to the, to the bathrooms. I mean, she just seemed like she was always in charge. You know, she was screaming. Everybody started screaming. If she was, <laughs> if she was feeling sleepy all of a sudden, everybody was like, well, I want to take a nap. And so I thought, man, what would happen if 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 something shifted within her, yeah, and so I was. What I decided to do was just be consistent with her because I knew that one of the what, what she one of the things she fundamentally lacked was structure. Mm. And so I thought, if if I can just be consistent every morning, breakfast is there, and melody as simple as it sounds, I was simply consistent. But when I say consistency, it was something as simple as just having breakfast for her every morning. Wow. You were meeting her need. Yes. Lunch was at the exact same time every lunch hour of every day. When I said, when I said we're, not, we're, not, we're not playing these kinds of games in my classroom, I said it over and over and over again, and she had to go in timeout consistently. I wasn't budging. Then over about a, a period of about five weeks, Melody, this I watched this girl bega- begin to transform. Mm. She she all of a sudden developed a listening ear. She would never listen to anybody. Not nobody. I don't care if you were the principal. She feared nobody and she wouldn't listen to you. She had to have her way. I watched this girl develop a listening ear. She began to quiet down. She mm. began to temper down. 
she began to get in line when it was time to go to the bathroom, get in line when it was time to come back from the playground, sit in class and actually get through a story time lesson in class. And then the entire classroom was swayed by her behavior. So literally it was like just because one student or one girl was impacted, literally like the entire class streamlined into place. That is awesome. Oh man. It was it was to me to me to me I you know I, I said after that experience I I said this is what I wanna do for the rest of my life. I don't know if, if it's going to be through teaching or mentoring or however, whatever platform it is. But I said, there is nothing as satisfying as seeing a child from an underprivileged setting have a chance, have a chance, Melody, yes. to make it in life. Oh, to have I love hope. your heart. I love your heart. Yes. That's truly so, stopping devaluation by generating value in others. My goodness. Thank you so much, Sheila, for (laughs) sharing your story. I honor you. I celebrate you. I so appreciate how you have taken your pain and brought about purpose, how you've taken the difficulties of your life and you have become better, not bitter, and have become an instrument of justice helping those who just need someone to see value in them. Thank you Thank so you. much, Sheila. Thank you, Melody. I am so honored. I am so honored to be on your platform. Thank you so much. You are welcome. I want to thank you for listening and encourage you to become a part of the Stop Devaluation Movement. Be sure to like and follow Hashtag Stop Devaluation on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and visit StopDevaluation.com for more information and free resources. You can help spread the movement by sharing with others, leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and most of all, by living a courageous lifestyle of using your power for good. Go out and value someone today. Your life matters and you can make the world a better place. One word, one choice, one action of validation at a time.